city on lock, big shoes on the car, she likes it. She likes it. Hey, she likes it. Hey. What's going on? What's going on? It's your girl, April Albritton, and we're here with me, him, and her, 704, the sports radio show that gives it to you straight up. You know what I'm talking about. Unfiltered, unadulterated. Hey, let's get it. Let's go. I got my man Larry here, and Rob, say something to the people. Yes, sir. Loudmouth Larry on bike, a.k.a. the Black Dick Vitale. Y'all already know. We about to get it, y'all. Let's get it. This is Rob Brandon. The Carolina kid coming to you live, about to give you what you want, about to flood the block. Abra, <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's on the menu today for me, him, and her in the Samo Fault? Man, we got a nice little list of things, and we're going to take it back to the beginning of this whole uh, pandemic, as they'll call it, uh, when we were all blessed with the best documentary that ever came out, The Last Dance. We got that on the menu. We're going to talk a little Patrick Mahomes and his contract, kind of break that down. NBA bubble, should they or should they not add Magic City Wings to the menu? And of course, we're going to bring it back to our local home city with uh, Charlotte FC, the new MLS team coming in to Charlotte to bring uh, that diversity of white people sports. Not white people sports. <laughs> hey, I like soccer. It's, it's international football. 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 I need some real football. Say. But uh, I want to kick it to you guys because I already know Larry has on a pair of Jordans. So, uh, Larry, let's dive into I this. Do. Old, they, <laughs> told these you. The work Jordans. These oh, the work oh, so Jordans. Rob got them on, too. These the work Jordans. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. How appropriate. <laughs> this is a man who influenced a sport, a culture, uh, black people in general. And we are blessed to have him in our city alone as we know he just dropped some money to help out with the COVID pandemic. Mm-hmm. As always, thank you, Mr. Jordan. But uh, last dance, I mean, let me tell you. No matter how you feel about Michael Jordan, you come out of this documentary with respect for this man, for his teammates, for his coach. I don't know about the front office, but, man, the Chicago Bulls, baby. Well, you know, a lot of people thought it was going to be about Chicago, but everybody knows that this documentary was clearly about the GOAT. GOAT, GOAT Jordan. Like uh, like Shannon Sharp say, oh, GOAT James. I'm going to say, oh, GOAT Jordan. Oh, GOAT Jordan. You know what I mean? Oh, GOAT Jordan. That's when right. told y'all why he's the GOAT. What I loved about the documentary, every single thing that you've heard about Michael Jordan, he addressed it in a documentary. From Amen. the rumors of his gambling, from the rumors of why his dad passed away, yeah. from him not supporting Harvey Gantt from uh, everything. He talking about everything. He ain't talking about Juanita. She ain't yeah, nothing to be talking about. Nah. Boy, you about nah, me, boy, I knew I was going to get something from you, you guys. You about because. You about me because. I'm just saying, if you go say he talked about everything, he ain't talk about everything. We don't need to talk about her. She took $168 million. She, she, she ain't nothing to talk about. She didn't take. She didn't take. She yeah, earned. She, she earned. What, what? She, she earned. She with me shooting in the gym. <laughs> Whatever. When you can buy, well, you can buy row houses beside each other for different friends, as we'll put them. You can give me 168 million. You could have gave me a little Whoa. bit more, but that's all right, Larry. We know you hate to part with your money, Whoa. but I'm just gonna say that wasn't in there. That yeah, might be the next pandemic. In the gym. Yeah, she was. She actually Come was. On. She wow. was. She was with him. Well, that, well, she wasn't getting mentioned in this documentary. <laughs> he did, he did mention. He said, "I gotta call my wife." That was it. I, I don't think her name is Juanita. <laughs> so no, I'm this going. was old. This was oh, back that's then. right. He yeah, did. This is old. He was like, "I gotta call my wife." So. I'm not gonna say where I know this from, but I do know that he would call her almost every night to say good night. That's what's up. Even the part when he retired, they still cut that. I'm pretty sure she was there. That that was even cut out as well. You got a hundred and sixty-eight million. <laughs> you get no shine in my documentary, baby. Not at all. Well, a phrase I know that we all familiar with. Women lie, men lie, 
No, Numbers don't. don't. So the last dance averaged 5.6 million viewers across all 10 episodes. As far as the first episode, it had about 6.4 uh, million viewers, and the last episode had about 4.9 uh, million viewers. So it kind of held steady somewhere around the 5.6 range, as I mentioned earlier. That's a lot of people locked in. I'm glad ESPN was able to move this up because this actually was supposed to premiere either later this year or early next year. So they did a great job as far as feeding people sports appetite while we were absent of live sports. This documentary, in my opinion, it definitely showed the human side of Jordan. But there also were some flaws that I felt as though were exposed as well. I didn't like how he talked about what was going on at the hotel room when he talked about his rookie year, going into the room and people was doing powder or cocaine or whatever. Hey, I'm a former athlete. I'm a former divisional athlete. Some things you don't discuss or talk about. Because I'm pretty sure when that aired, some of his former teammates had to answer some questions. It was some wives and kids looking like, hold up, daddy, you played with Jordan. Was you there? In 84, 85. Was you you in the hotel room? People get caught in lies, man. Uh, he I didn't, didn't like say that. no names, though. Yeah, but I still, why no bring names, it up? Though. Why bring it up? Because that's what happened. All you, you had to say was, you, I was when, in my room when, minding my business. Nah, you want, when, you, when somebody does a documentary, you want the truth. The kind, unscathed truth. That's kind, what he gave. Kind of like about Juanita being there, right? The unscathed truth. Dun, she, dun, she, dun. Gets no shame, she gets <laughs> no on, shine man. in this documentary. Man, on, whatever. Whatever. This is about basketball, not humping at home. The powder wasn't about basketball. They was doing that during the basketball time. They were doing that on basketball time. From what I understand, drugs fuel your game. What did my man just say? <laughs> he took Viagra and was playing with three legs. Who's Anoth- that, Chad O'Chilton? Another thing in the <laughs> you crazy for that. April. Yeah, another another thing in the locker room you don't talk about. You don't supposed to speak on nobody else's money. I don't like how Ow. he handled Pip. I don't like how he handled Pip as far as Pip should have uh, shouldn't have got the surgery. Uh, he should have played. He was being selfish. That man signed a terrible contract, Scottie Pippen. He knew he signed one going into it, but he wanted some financial security. Mike felt like he was being selfish as far as uh, getting the surgery when he did, trying to stick it to the Bulls organization. Mike, don't talk about nobody else's money. You the GOAT, you was getting, what, $30 million a year towards He wasn't getting $30 million then, At the right? end. At the, At the end, end he was. was when he came back, but during that time he wasn't. But still, that ain't got anything to do with Scottie Pippen's money. They let, asked him. Let, let him. Let him get what he can get. I mean, yeah, but but Pip, that that little scrappy got a saying. Don't blame me. Blame your manager. That's your agent fault. No, that's Scotty's fault. That was Scotty's, <laughs> that was Scotty's fault. fault because it was alleged that the GM told him don't sign this deal. Right, it's a yeah. bad deal. Right. But coming where he was coming from, from Arkansas, and he, Arkansas. Yeah, he wanted to take care of his dad. He wanted to take care. So I, I, I get and I understand. And not to mention, Scotty had some back issues as well, and he wasn't sure how it was gonna hold up. But still, Mike, don't call him out as far as being selfish. People view them two as the best duo ever in sports history, and it looks like it's very fractured right now. I you know. Well, it wasn't it's a fairy tale. They want me to tell the truth. It wasn't a fairy tale, and I tell think that's what, what MJ put out there. Yeah, MJ would say, you know, I felt he. They asked him how he felt about it. He told that's that's why I like it because he didn't sugarcoat. It was real to him. Like, yeah. bro, I really felt like you were selfish in that. It's, I respect that. And I think now, that's Scotty, something you we can work through. And now, now, Scotty, you can call me on the phone. We can have a conversation about it. Brian, I didn't know you felt like that. And I'm sure Mike might have told him this before. I, think, I hope so. This shouldn't yeah. have been the first time you yeah, heard no, that. No, no, no. The yeah. first time you heard it. Now, that's a little different. That'd be okay. a courtesy That'd call. That'd be a little different. That'd be a okay. courtesy call. That's fair. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. yeah. What do y'all think about Rodman? The Vegas trip. Did y'all all know about that previously? 
I did. I, I remember because I followed the Bulls because I was a Bulls. I was I a Michael not. Jordan fan. And I was a Bulls fan, so I remember Rodman, Rodman getting missing, and in and, and they and allegedly he was in Vegas or whatever. So I remember that. Now everything that happened and transpired and Phil letting him go, I didn't know that part. But I mean, like when you coach certain people, you know certain. I guess as a coach, you know, I could push buttons with this person or I could do this with this person. And, and this person, I might just have to let them go because I know they're going to come back and do their thing. And he did. Well, I know in 2020, I'm trying to be a little open-minded. So some people go going to be uh, a little bit surprised at my take on it. I was okay with it as well. I was okay with it looking back for the simple fact. In my job, in my profession, I get PTO days where I could take off and do what right, I need to right. do to relax right. and wind back. I agree it was a bit unconventional, but hey, it got the job done. He did what he needed to do, go to Vegas, blow off some steam. And like uh, Mr. Larry said, he came back and he performed. I think the next day they showed him in the gym uh, doing the rabbit race, and he was outrunning everybody. That's right. And when he got in that game, he put up numbers, so I didn't have a problem with it at all. He needed to go see uh, Carmen Electra. She needed to put hey. that electricity on. <laughs> she needed to get that battery in his back, baby. She needed to go get that yeah. battery in his back. Hey, he had I to go see Becky with the good hair, man. I showed you trust in, Hey, coach knows what coach needs to make yeah. things happen. Hey. You get results, you get championships. That's it. That's it. They got a championship, he got results, baby. I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad at it at all. I know somebody who wants some smoke with MJ. Who is that? Horace Grant. I don't know if y'all saw some of the interviews that followed. Yeah. But I think Horace uh, wants some smoke with MJ, man. Horace, first of all, you ain't got enough money to get smoke with MJ. Sit your $2 ass down before Mike make change. Come on, man. Come on, man. Smoke with Larry now. First of all, yeah, yeah, I'm mad mad at Horace because Horace, you know damn well you put that stuff out in that book. Because it's certain stuff that only people in the organization and people close to Mike knew. And they didn't tell it. Horace, it was you. And you got on TV. You got on a documentary and lied. Horace, you was a snitch. You the Takashi 69 of the group. You shot of the Bulls. Horace, if you're listening, call in. Yeah, <laughs> let us know. I want let the smoke, Horace. I, I want the smoke. I just feel like, as a man, Horace came off looking bad, man, in a couple situations. Like, pretty much, for lack of better w- words, he got punked or sunned or, or whatever you disrespected, as far as whatever you want to call it. Everybody points to the part. That followed the documentary where it was leaked that Michael Jordan told the people not to feed Horace on the plane right. because he didn't play good. So, uh, I mean, I know this documentary didn't just get filmed, but I felt like Horace carried some things in his heart for a while and it festered. Yeah. But when it comes to it, the one thing that I love and respect out of Michael is love him or hate him, you're going to respect what he did. You can sit here and be like, this motherfucker gets on my nerves. Like, I can't stand this man. But when he went out on the court, he carried his team. He made everyone look better. And for that, you just have to let that shit go, son. You got to let that shit go. You just got to let that and, shit and, go. But, man, be proud Mike, you got to play with it. Mike played damn near dead, man. He played right. damn near dead in he game did. 38. He was damn near dead, People I People was trying to take the him out. Poison game? Yeah, yeah. The food poison game. With the flu game. He was damn near dead. And, and that's why to take he said Scotty Pippen was selfish. Nigga, I'm out here about to die. I'm out here shooting, about to die. You can talk about some damn money. Man, if you don't get your ass in there, sign the contract. <laughs> so I know we got to wrap this segment we up do. soon, but I do have a question for both of y'all. Okay. Why did he leave out the Washington years? Because it didn't matter. 
Yeah, it, it was, was it was the last dance. It was about the ninety. The, the, it it was, need to be. But you just said a few minutes ago it was really about Jordan. Yeah, it was. But it you was. know they they wanted to mainly focus. You gotta have on a sequel, baby. And we need to know dance, what the hell you know, happened the last, in Washington. The last to be dance of the Bulls. So you know it's just strictly about the Bulls, and we don't need to talk about Washington anyway. No. We really don't. Is this when they were the Washington Bullets? Yeah, I don't know what they, they were. The okay, they were the Wizards. I know what they were. They wasn't winning. That's the truth. <laughs> oh, and that's I'm probably why. I know that Michael he put, is no, not Michael an option. numbers up, though. Don't get that, me wrong. That's yeah. my point. He put I numbers up. I what you're saying. That's my point. Yeah. Especially if you, when you, you threw out the term GOAT. We'll talk about all that at another date and time. But all that is figured into his legacy or whatever. I just felt as though they should have touched on that a little bit. Should have touched on it a little okay. bit. Okay, I well, got you. Mr. Jordan, if you're if you're listening, sir, please feel free to give us a call. Yeah, and um, send us some of that sponsorship. I want to wrap it up with just this last and some thought. Jordan, and some Jordan. I appreciate I this be. documentary because it let all these kids out here talking about Braun this, Braun that. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love LeBron, but he ain't no Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's been doing it. Nor does he want to be. That's true. He will have his last dance one day. I don't know what, what team it is because he only gives them a couple <laughs> of years and then moves on. But he gives them chips too low. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. He does. Yes, he does. And then mean, he leaves and the whole team. He's collapsed. only three and thirty yeah. in the finals. That shows his value. It's okay. fine. You don't want Steph Curry. But I just want you kids to know who the GOAT was and is and will always be. Twenty three. That's MJ. fair. The goat will always be 23. Speaking of goats. <laughs> well played, sir. Speaking of goats, actually, let's stick with the NBA. All right. NBA is back, baby. We got the NBA sports. Is back. You know, I know baseball tried to come back, but let's be real. For the culture, we needed the NBA back. We needed the king. We needed Anthony uh, Davis and his unibrow. The brow. We needed to see what Zion was going to continue to do. Cal Lowry, good lord. Can you just say it real quick? Had one of the best nights ever last night. NBA bubble. T.J. Warren scored 53 last night. He did. Product of NC State. I believe T.J. Warren went to that NC is, State. That is correct. Okay. Raleigh in the house, Wolfpack. Okay. Throw it up. Whoop, whoop. Hey, give us some North Carolina love. But the NBA is back. NBA bubble is, uh, has been built to give us the sports that we love because, as we all know, COVID-19 is ravaging through the United States, through the world, has put us in a place where we're literally looking at 2020 like, can you go on somewhere? So let's just speak on one, just the NBA bubble, the thought process going behind it. Are we protecting our players? Why there's not a magic city there? And uh, is it giving us what we want from the NBA right now? Well, I'll take this one. You know what I mean? Loud mouth, Larry right here. Listen, a.k.a. the Black Dick Vitale. Listen, baby, we need, we need a taper dandy, baby. <laughs> we need a strip club. We need a pole. We need the wings. We need it all because everybody knows, like Lou Williams said, they got great wings. <laughs> Man, I saw them lemon pepper. And thighs. <laughs> Listen, I, I I was talking to my homeboy, a comedian Burby, the other day. I said they definitely need to add a strip club to the bubble. That way you bring in about 10 or 15 of your best of the best. The NBA, they're going to make their money. They're going to get paid. You're going to keep the players involved in the inside the bubble. They don't have to leave a bubble for nothing. They got they got barbershops, they got chefs, they got food spots. So why not add what these players like? Let me tell you why not. Because half of them married, Larry, and they gone for three and a half months. But a lot of them aren't married as well. So I do think you probably do need to make sure they follow the same protocol as the players. Mm-hmm. They can't leave the bubble. Okay. Probably put them on salary. Okay. I'm not saying the NBA should be paying their salary, but some sort of salary. Make sure they get tested every day. When I say testing, I'm talking about temperature checks for those people who mind going Thank in you. the gutter. <laughs> but make, make sure they get tested every day. Okay. And that'll keep some of the people 
in the bubble. That's true, but you don't want these wives coming down to these bubbles. The either. wives don't have to go to the strip club, and some of right. them may no, want to go to the strip I club. But I know that they're going to make sure that certain people don't are in the strip club too much. And are we shutting down the strip club and the strippers leaving immediately, or are they staying in the bubble the whole time? I they think they the have bubble. to be confined to the they bubble. They're confined to the bubble. Just it's, like you have reporters in the bubble, right? they don't have access to the areas that all the players do. Everybody has certain zones that they have access right. to. Okay. Everybody has a band on their arm that allows them access to certain areas. Right. The dancers, I'm going to call them dancers. The they dancers, are dancers. Yes, they will have access probably to the hotel, the pools, mm-hmm. the restaurants. They wouldn't have access to the areas where the players are going to be. The players uh, would the have players to go. The players are going to be in the hotels and yeah, the pools they, and the restaurants. They would have but you're going to get tired of just being in the hotel and eating and, and, and going to the pool. You're going to need some other type so of entertainment. So why not put putt-putt in there, Larry? You're That's already like, in there. Is it? Yeah, yeah, they on Disney Disney Ground. Disney Ground. That's right. Okay, my yeah, bad, my bad. Disney right. got everything but a <laughs> Mickey Mouse stripper. Give me a Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Give me the Mickey Mouse. I'm just trying to represent for the women here who it's are thinking about. It's the women about- that will agree with this because you know you got to, I, I, or or if you don't want to do it immediately, I would say take a poll of the players. Take a poll of the players and see if they would want this inside the bubble. You got to entertain these guys because if not, you're going to get players that go outside the bubble, Lou Williams, and then swear right. that this is the only place I can get wings is at Magic City. They got good wings. All right, Lou. That's what he said. I, I he know said what, he, what said. he said. I know that's what he said. So I definitely think it's something that needs to be entertained because as uh, Loud Mouth Larry said, it, it, it may affect the integrity of the bubble if you don't. People... Within the first week of everybody getting down, I think you had about four or five players that leave for family emergencies. Correct. I don't know how deep they got into what the actual emergencies were. I don't know if somebody sprained an ankle. I don't know if their daddy <laughs> couldn't find a Wi-Fi password. I don't know what the deal was, but they left for family emergencies or whatever. So I think if you can keep them guys engaged and entertained during the games and after the games – then I think you got a better shot at keeping the integrity of the bubble. One thing I kind of wanted to talk about, okay. uh, the sh- uh, strip club aside, is the actual look and feel and aesthetics of the game and the bubble as far as how it's shown on television. I was just curious to see what you guys thought about that. You know what? It, it may. It looks like the. And to me, it looks like the NBA summer league. That's what it looked like. That's it a very good point. It doesn't it does. look like. It doesn't feel like a real game to me. No. It looks like the NBA Summer League. You don't have fans. You have players sitting on the sideline watching like a real NBA Summer League. That's what yeah. it looked like to me. And even even the court itself. You know what I mean? I love the whole Black Lives Matter theme on the jerseys, on the court and stuff like that. But the whole feel of it to me feels like an NBA Summer League. AAU. You're right. That's what it is. I mean, they're piping the players in, or piping the fans in. You can tell it's not real fans. And to be honest, fans and, and their interactions and who's sitting courtside is a part of the game. Yeah. You know, seeing, seeing Drake, seeing Jack Nicholson, sit, well, Spike said the hill with the New York Knicks. But, yeah. you know, you enjoy that part of it, too, and the interactions that they have um, and those relationships that you have. But this, when it comes down to it, is NBA in a pandemic. That's what you're getting. And, and I think that this kind of just exposes that and shows what it is. And I think that it also kind of gets your mind prepared for NFL is even on a bigger scale um, as far as famineship goes. It's going to have a different feel to it. You're really just going to have to focus on the talent on the court. I think one of the good things that the NBA has been doing ever since uh, Adam Silver has uh, been the commissioner, they've been out front as it pertains to various issues. I think they've been yes. very innovative 
think I didn't think the bubble actually was going to come to fruition. I just thought it was a concept, but they were floating out there. I'm actually surprised that they got it off and they've actually started the games. I do agree with you guys as far as the field. It does look like a NBA summer league. I'm okay with that though. Uh, so Larry, I know as as a coach, I know you coached on a couple different levels. Mm-hmm. And Miss April, I know you worked in athletics outside of this as well. And I was a former athlete. One thing I'll say, I know you said that the fans were part of the game. I agree as far as a part of the game. But as players, the majority of basketball, the majority of football is played without fans. If you think about every day you go to practice, you guys are playing games every day you go to practice. Mm -hmm. When you're in your neighborhood park balling, the majority of time there's no fan. Now somebody might have a girl out there watching, but as far as – Playing, nobody's watching. Practice every day, nobody's watching. And at the end of the day, in my point of view, when you get in between the lines, you just focus on each other as far as playing. So from a player standpoint, I think about 80% of it is still the same as far as Mm-mm. that. I think so. I don't agree, Mr. You, 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 you got some players, you. You got some players that get up yeah. and they play to yeah. the fans. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. But let me tell but you. But shouldn't nobody have to get you motivated to come I, out there and try you, to get somebody 10-10 right. I mean, and 10. It's just a different. Like when you come out and you got 100,000 or Screaming your name, wearing your jersey. And screaming your name. And I ain't never had 20,000. <laughs> it's different. <laughs> that we but know I of. jumped out of the football stadium <laughs> at East Mecklenburg, and it was about two, 300 out there. You know what I mean? So it's just a different feel. It is. It, it, it just brings out. And then, you know, it, it creates that home home feel advantage. You know what I mean? And just people throwing stuff out at you. It just it just make you elevate your game for a it lot does. of players. I mean, some people fold. And, but some people are loving this bubble because a lot of, a lot of athletes are shy anyway. They're stage fright. They don't, they'll never admit to it, but there's a study that says that most people that get on a stage, whether whatever type of stage it is, they have stage fright. So some people are loving that there's no fans in there. Me personally, I hate it because I yeah. want to sit courtside and talk junk. I, like, I think the fans are important. And you got to remember, at the beginning, he did change his tone, but LeBron literally didn't even want to play if there were going to be no fans in there. Right. Now, I think that he went back and did some calculations, and that competitor in him said, no, because I didn't put this team together and I want to get a championship. But when you look at certain games, Duke, Carolina, there's a reason yeah. that that energy just hits different. Yeah. It's because those people in the stands who pay God knows how much to come see you. You, Mr. I Brandon. It. I get right. it. And you said LeBron recalibrating and thought about the competitive nature of it. No, I think he was thinking about how much money he was supposed to make You're this right. year. Well, he wanted them checks prorated. Although I do think he wanted the ring, too. Yeah, he wanted yeah, the ring and the checks. But he wanted them checks, checks too. Yeah, yeah, they hit so, different. I agree with you guys. It is a different feel, but I just think at the end of the day, it comes down to ball. Ball is ball. It's all about being in between the lines yeah. and players go yeah. play. Like April said a little while ago, it got the AAU feel. When you get in between them lines, you're trying to serve that other person in front of you. I agree it looks different. I do agree it looks different, but at the end of the day, you got five on five, you got coaches out there, and you got a basketball. Yeah. Best team wins. Yeah, yeah. It's well, a little boring without fans, though. It's a little boring. It is. Little, I, I, I need that. I need. I've always, because I've always. Hell, it's been some. We, we know. in Charlotte but, at these Hornets games. It's <laughs> yeah. been boring with fans. Correct. I don't went to some of them games out there and it was terrible. You just want to know what's on the food menu. <laughs> Courtside <laughs> and it was terrible. Well, the only hey, reason not we're there. I'm talking. I, if I paid to sit down here or if somebody paid for me to sit down here. Talking I'm, to who? Somebody, the players. I'm Asking talking, them what's, what, what, what's your name, you sir? Go. <laughs> I talk to the players. I give players work. I don't care. Carl Anthony Towns. He come to the city. He be like, boy, I hope that little boy ain't sitting uh, courtside. Yo, boy, LeBron, LeBron. King James. I give him work. King James. I'm giving him work. 
I'm getting him work. Carmelo, me and Carmelo had an uh, argument courtside. I told him he couldn't shoot no more. And then he scored about 20 in a row. But okay. So you're a motivator, Larry. You're a motivator. I just love it. I mean, when you love the game, you know you you know that it's a part of it, man. You, you know. Um, it's just it's just something about it with our fans. It just, it's just different. Do we, get, do we got any more time for one quick thing about you the You got bubble? one quick, yeah. yeah you can say what you want. This Back of the show. jerseys. What's your thoughts on that? I love it. I love it, but I don't necessarily know if it moves the needles. Uh, you know, I'm a big uh, WNBA fan. I support them. I yeah. think that what they've been doing for social justice for many, many years, give it up to them because they have been in it since the beginning of it. I love the messaging, but I'd like to see more of how our, the players have been able to interact with the community. And I'd, like LeBron is a great example of just really getting in there and digging deep and trying to do reform and calling for the uh, arrest of the officers that uh, – murdered Breonna Taylor, as I'm going to put it there. So I do like to see that, um, and I'm appreciative of it. LeBron also uh, has an initiative going on down there. I won't go too far into it because I don't want to misquote it or misrepresent it, but I think LeBron and one of the groups uh, that he's partnered with is paying uh, fines and fees of That's what I'm past, about. I believe, past people that were locked up okay. so they can actually vote as well. I don't know all the nuances of it, but he has uh, a different – a couple of different organizations going on that they've started since they've been down in the bubble, as well as other players mm-hmm. as well. So it, I think it is birthing some great ideas and some good things also. It does. It definitely is. I think I wish there were ways to just put that out there more. You know, maybe if that's during the con- um, the the commercial breaks or whatnot, or even if you could put a website on there so you could go to something. I think that is the important of the hashtag, so you can always look up a hashtag. But uh, big ups to the NBA, WNBA. They have always been... I think, uh, full steam ahead when it comes to social justice and issues uh, facing the world today. Um, let's move on to somebody who doesn't need fans because he's got 500 and, what, 4 million bands coming to him contract-wise, and that's my man Patrick Mahomes, Whoa! Super Bowl MVP, Ooh. Mr. Uh, curly Head, Light Skin, Mr. Steal Your Girl, as some would say, with that little smile he has. I do like Patrick Mahomes. But uh, let's, let's talk about this young man's contract what it means for the NFL, and is it actually what it seems? So I'm going to kick it off to you guys, see what you have to say, and then I'm going to come in because I, I don't, don't even know. remember the numbers. I just know he getting like 50 million a year, something like that. God, God. When I saw it, I cried. Something crawled up in my stomach and said, oh, Lord. <laughs> I know, but hey, listen, if he had panties coming out the sky, they coming out the sky, out the side, the boy ain't going to be able to go nowhere without nobody throwing panties at him. Lord, Patrick Mahoney, they're going to start calling him Patrick Mahoney because good Lord, he's going to make everybody horny with all that money he got. Patrick Mahomes has a girlfriend. He so. does. That don't uh, mean nothing now. She is under, she's under close watch. <laughs> <laughs> These women will knock her off to get to that money. So That's the Pat true. Mahomes signed a 10-year deal, $450 million wow. uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs. Wow. They had a um, $10 million signing bonus. Uh, $141 million was guaranteed. That's the biggest and, number. And like I said, he has an a average annual salary of $45 million. Wow. All uh, I got to do is wake up and... and is it? And, is it, and, is and it, and is it $45 Because I thought it was more incentives it, built it, in. It is. So the breakdown, okay. I think it's going to come out to maybe like $503 million as far as the contract if he plays it, everything out. Well, that's the thing, though. He Ooh. has to, That means he also has to get Super Bowl MVP every single year. That's like a couple of million dollars built in there. I think it's a great contract, especially that $140 million guaranteed. And I don't think... $141 I mean, million. Don't leave that one off. You're right. You're right. Don't I'm leave sorry. that one off. <laughs> <laughs> But I think that it's important also to remember 
Patrick Mahomes replaced a guy named Alex Smith. We've seen it done with Cam Newton. If you do not perform, you're not getting all that money. And there's a little bit of pressure on there, especially for a young guy that has been injured before. Mm -hmm. You know, I say bravo to that, but don't pat yourself on the back just yet because the NFL is ruthless. These front offices are ruthless. I'd say definitely say take your 140. One. 141 million. My M's. I need them all. Great young fella. He's already even invested in the team buying into the Kansas City Royals. But no. That you've got a target on your back now, not just from other teams, but also from the people that smile in your face and shake your hand. No doubt. But, you know, um, I think Patrick Mahomes plays the game much different. He plays it with a whole lot of confidence. He's got a different, like like they used to say, a Cam different type of— Cam didn't have confidence. Huh? Cam had confidence. Uh, but Patrick got a different type of swag about him. Like, you know— It's called Super Bowl it, ring swag. Well, That's I mean, what it even is. before that, though. My even swag before that. different. My bag His dad was a professional baseball player, yeah, too, so he he, just, he's come from this. Like, you can see him on the sideline. I, ain't, I have never seen— him with his head down on the sideline. I don't care if he threw two interceptions. Gotcha. He looking like, boy, when I get back out there, I'm about to tear their ass up. We've seen Cam go to the sideline, put his head down, look like he about to he cry like a little hoe. But you know what I mean? Cam hey. had Andy Reid on that sideline. You mean That's Patrick? Sh- no, oh, you're saying Cam, Cam didn't have Andy oh, Reid yeah, yeah, on his sideline. I think that has a lot to do with it as well. Just like I, I hate that Cam. I know this is about Patrick, but I hate Cam got hurt when he got hurt because yeah. right. I think he would have started to benefit from having Norv on the sideline. Just kind of wanted to go back real quick on the numbers. So he's going to earn thirty nine million dollars uh, for five years. Okay, the first seven years of the contract, uh, he had two years remaining on his rookie deal. Correct. So the guarantee. It's $63 million at signing, and his total increases to $141 million by March 22nd of 2022. So he's a lot of this is front-loaded as well. So right. he is going to get uh, a good share of this money. I do agree with you, Mr. Larry, as far as his, his, his swag is a little different. I definitely think he has a big arm, uh, dynamic, can make all the throws as it pertains to uh, moving the ball around the yard. I don't see, in my opinion, I think they may get one more or mm. two more. You got Lamar Jackson coming. Right. You got Deshaun Watson coming. Right. Russell Russell Wilson is still a dog. He back. He's you got been, Tampa yeah. down in New Orleans. I'm sorry. You, I'm sorry. You got Tom Brady down in Tampa, and you got Drew Brees down in New Orleans or whatever. So I do. Th- and old and old. But okay. And you got Cam. And you got Cam in New England. I'm curious to see uh, what happens with that. If they could keep the support system, which I think they're doing a good job in Kansas City mm-hmm. around Patrick Mahomes, and they can keep those dynamic players around him. Or do something that New England was able to do. If you do lose some of those people, you got to you got to draft well and bring other people in. Right. So I, I definitely think they have the ability to go for a short dynasty here. I'm gonna say maybe one more, maybe two more. Okay. I and I and you know what? It's hard for me to disagree with that. Because as you play, you you learn more things, and we've seen the progression of Patrick Mahomes. So we don't see, we haven't seen a fall off. You know, a fall off right. is coming, but we haven't seen it yet. An injury is coming. We haven't seen not not. He he had one. He was out. Yeah, he was out times, for a but minute, he came but, back. But he's at the top right now, and I it's a well deserved contract. I think he's going to get the bulk of his money because I think he's going to hit most of these incentives, and I think what is going to is going to is going to set it up for Lamar. It's going to set it up for those guys when they yeah. number come up. Boy, y'all got to pay me, pay me like well, Patrick Mahomes. Hopefully the, the, they the do. Case, the case study right now, as far as coming up, is Dak Prescott. What? No, 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 no. Again, I don't think Dak Prescott is the talent of those guys that you just mentioned. He's definitely not a talent in my opinion. But as far as his win record within Dallas, as far as them failing not to reach an agreement, him signing the franchise tag, 
I think that's going to be the next big number to come up in my opinion, especially if he has success this year. He might year. be the next big, but Patrick Mahomes also, I mean, that was two, what, uh, AFC championship games he played in. And uh, a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, I, I, and he got a Super Bowl ring, and he's an MB, MVP. Dak, I just need you to get there. That game ain't even made it past the first round yet, eh? Just get there. Go, going back to the numbers right quick before okay. we talk about that. A lot of people in NFL circles still feels as though this was a team-friendly deal as well. A lot of people felt right. like Patrick Mahomes shouldn't have signed this deal and locked himself in long-term. It's kind of hard to turn down $503 million, in my opinion, if somebody it. throwing a free. I'm not doing it. I'm not. Oh, if that. somebody in Radio Right Mid Tech for 10 years, $100 million, I'm now. Count <laughs> oh, me in. Boss. Get in there. Boss, count me in. But That's like right. I said, some people feel as though. <laughs> wear, the, wear the logo on my chest every day. <laughs> count me in. Let's go. Some Give people, me the money. Some people feel as though if he had of taken a Katie Braun approach as far as the short-term deals for big pops of money. Again, I don't agree with that because this is the NFL. You're right. more subject mm-hmm. to injury, right, right. and you may not get the bag. But, again, people and opinions do differ. I'm happy for the man. I definitely like how he branched out and put some of the money and resources into right. the ba- the baseball team yeah, that he purchased that into. Awesome. I thought that was dope. Uh, I'm going to credit some of the other athletes that came before him and entertainers that have started putting money into those franchises, A-Rod, J-Lo, LeBron, Nelly, uh, just to name a few. I think KD. A-Rod was also buying back his popularity. Usher. Though. Usher. But mm-hmm. yes. So I definitely think that's the move because these franchises are definitely appreciating. And Hove can't leave out Jay-Z. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can't gotta, leave out Gotta miss Mitchell. The Rock. Year over year. So, I mean, anybody else? Do, do we There's left probably out? a few, but, oh, but yeah, we definitely got to miss. But, um... Uh, to your point, Mr. Rob, you know, when you talk about football and locking yourself in, I think what he did, I think Patrick and his crew sat down and said, well, do we want to be here in Kansas City? Do we want to establish right. something here in Kansas City? When you look at great teams and dynasties, he had to look at Tom Brady. He's played against Tom Brady. Brady's, Brady was in New England for 20 damn years. So he's probably like, well, shit. If didn't I didn't want to leave. Yeah. If I'm going to be here, but let me get my damn money while and I'm that's here. That's true. I mean, let he's me what, 24 years old. This man has to have yeah. a 10 easily really good years if he can stay right. injury free so and I lock hope in. that let's lock in yeah. you trust me uh, you trust me I trust you let's put it down pay me the bag I'm good with him I'm gonna be the la- I'm gonna be the least of your words in building this dynasty in Kansas City they gonna build a statue for the boy outside of every hotel in Kansas City if he win one more ring that's true I agree with that and now you can afford to have at least 10 or 12 kids by 10 different baby mamas so good, good for you Patrick Mahoney uh, according minute. to Larry you, <laughs> they gonna call you Patrick Mahoney I will say this though. <laughs> I have a question as the owner of the team as the GM of the team is it a courtesy for you to call Dallas and to call these other teams that are about to have to sign some big contracts and say hey just to let you know I'm about to blow up your world hell no nah. I ain't calling y'all that's not my business Right. I, I'm not going to tell Jerry Jones. I mean, Jones because they have changed the culture of the NFL well, now. Step y'all game up and down. They didn't call us and tell us they were going to build that big-ass stadium with that big-ass scoreboard. <laughs> <laughs> now we got now everybody want a, a scoreboard to cover half the damn field. Nah, Jerry ain't called me. I ain't calling Jerry. I think some other owners did cringe when they saw the oh, numbers because yeah. they felt like they're about to be in trouble. Buttholes clenched because they know. Oh, yeah. They know, you you're call, right. Lamar Jackson. Let me ask you a question. Do you call your homegirl when you about to go buy your new car? You just go buy and pull up, don't you? No, you know homegirls do do that. No, well, homeboys don't. We just as a matter of fact, probably, <laughs> they probably put us on the lot. To be we just go we pull up. We do that with houses. We'll walk through it with That's true. It's a difference. I'm going to let you know. It's a difference. But you you're right. You're right. You but point. I think that I definitely think this is going to change 
the NFL game. You know, it's kind of like that 70s, 80s change, uh, change into the 90s, 2000 now, and how the NFL has basically become not only a sport, but a cultural um, defining sport as well as that. So keep your eyes out. I, I'm happy. In my opinion, I'm happy. Mahomes won the Super Bowl. And the reason I'm I'm saying that is I think with the youth coming behind him, we had Vic, who we love. And when I say yeah. we, I'm talking about the black community. We That's had right. Vic, who we love, who was a dynamic athlete, who had success, who was a cultural icon, in my opinion. He didn't win the Super Bowl. I don't think it took anything away from his legacy, but you had so many kids emulating Vic, wanting to be Vic. And also with him being a black quarterback in the league, making strides, they were underrepresented in the league as far as black quarterbacks. You had Cam that kind of came behind him. You had RG3 that came behind him. Dak Prescott, just to name a few. You got Russell Wilson, who did win one as well. Right. But I just like to see these black quarterbacks because the narrative so long was they couldn't win, they couldn't get it done. Well, we didn't and, even know how to. We didn't have the intelligence capacity right. to do it. Well, before that, That's Doug right. Williams won. Correct. From yeah. an HBCU, Grambling State. Okay, all right. Correct. But from Doug Williams, and who was the next one after Doug? Was it Russell? Russell was the next one after yeah, Doug. So, yeah, so like I said, so you had decades. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You had decades yeah. where, I'm going to say little black kids, little brown kids had no representation, Mm-mm. not to mention with with the narrative being that they could not play quarterback right. and couldn't be successful. So right. I'm just happy that Pat won. We got a current one on the board right now. So when I go to these 707 tournaments or when I go to these youth league games, they just don't have a black kid playing running back or right. DB or something like that, that they can actually be a quarterback, can be successful. And we've seen current success with Mahomes and Russell Wilson. As I mentioned, Deshaun, he's coming. Mm-hmm. He's coming as well. Hopefully he gets one. Uh, that's just my take. Patrick Holmes, be smart with your money. Make sure you got a good business manager. Amen. Make sure you take care of your money. Make sure you pay your taxes. In my opinion, some people may agree or disagree. I know you're 24, but make sure you keep that that circle uh, to a minimum because there's going to be a lot of people trying to infiltrate and take you down. Yeah, everybody wants a loan. Don't do it. Loan? But you got to throw me something. You got $503 See, million. Give me about two. Right. Talking about right there. Give me about two. That's what I'm talking about right there. But he ain't going to need miss that two, though. That's what I'm talking about right there. You got 503 You give me the three. You just have 500 Those are people we trying right, we to good. keep we out of the circle. We're trying yeah, to keep yeah. those yeah. people out of the circle. No, we're good. Thank you, Larry. Patrick Mahomes, you just need to have a basket with gift cards right by your front door, and they ask you for something. Hey, you can just take one of them gift cards right there. That's it. Well, make sure it's a million on the gift card, then. All right, so bringing it on home, Major League Soccer got voted to come here to Charlotte. That's a big deal because we skipped over cities. They skipped over cities like Las Vegas. I know they had talked about bringing it back to Canada, but um, Uncle Moneybags is what I call David Tepper. Somehow, some way, said, hey, Charlotte is the place you want to have soccer. And so now we have Charlotte FC, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Let me ask you something real quick. Do y'all like the name? I like it. I do. The Charlotte yeah. Football Club? I do. You, you know what? It's, I don't call it. You got to call it FC. You got to call FC? it FC. Yeah, you, yeah. you got to be Charlotte FC. Charlotte FC. Okay. I like that it. Sound, that sounds better than the Charlotte Football Club. It's, it almost sounds like the team from Washington. <laughs> the Washington Football Team. The Washington, Washington Football, football Team. team. <laughs> That's what it sounds I like. like that name, but yes. <laughs> I, like, I like Charlotte FC. I think it sounds really dope. Um, I think okay. uh, Rob might have some some facts on on the logo and what it means, what it represents to the city. I think that this is something we can get behind. Um, if Rob doesn't, I know I've got some. I'm excited for the money that it'll bring to the city in yeah. tourist tax. Um, I felt like Charlotte was a sports location, but now with three 
uh, pro pro sports here in um, downtown Charlotte with the fact that we do have uh, one of the highest attended minor league baseball um, teams as well. I mean, Charlotte is a sports destination. Yeah, definitely. I Only think, uh, speaking of uh, baseball, Damn, I think we will add, a, we'll, I think we'll add a sport. We'll add a major league baseball team real soon. I agree with in that. The next five, I ten think years. that. I think that vote is coming up in yeah. the next five to ten years. Yeah. So I think it's an exciting opportunity um, to bring this team here. I think you've got a great chance to. I hope all of you do. They're still taking deposits for the Charlotte Football uh, Club. This is not a plug for them. Charlotte FC. Charlotte, you're right. Larry, you didn't got in my head. My and don't blame it on me. I, I I saw the name downtown on the stadium, and I was like, what the hell is but, that? And then the next day I found out what that's, it was. If you watch soccer, though, that's pretty um, yeah, standard pretty for, for that's the That's a nod to like the international leagues. Charlotte yeah, FC, yeah. Uh, D.C. United. If you look at some of the international yeah. leagues, yeah. those are some of yeah. the, 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 com- the, the common names that they have with those teams over there. Just quickly before we go any further, regarding the logo, I do okay. challenge you guys to go to the MLS website, uh, Click on the Charlotte franchise. Look at the logo. Quick meaning behind the logo. If you look at the crest, uh, Charlotte Football Club's crest is clean. And I'm reading this verbatim because I don't want to misrepresent them. The circular shape is inspired by a classical coin uh, recognizing Charlotte's modern status as a major U.S. financial market, as well as its history as being the first American city with its own branch of the U.S. Mint. The crown on the logo is the centerpiece of the crest. It's a four-point crown that's, that the spires represent each of the four wards of Uptown Charlotte, symbolizing the royal legacy behind the city's name. Charlotte is the original uh, queen city named in honor of Queen Sophia of Mecklenburg, Switz, right. wife of Britain's King George III. And there's rumors she was black. <laughs> during the time of the black. city's founding in 1768. Uh, as far as the type or the font, uh, it's uh, engraved topography is a nod to Charlotte's minting history featuring uh, the contemporary aesthetics of its white on black typeface. I definitely like that it's kind of similar to the Panthers colors as well. Right. Uh, minted 2020, uh, the border uh, mark commemorates the inaugural season of the club while paying homage to the city's coin making past. I think it's dope. I think they did a good job. Right. I like the colorway. I think people are going to get behind it as far as merch is concerned. You know, with the Hornets, for I would say since it's been in existence, has done a great job as it pertains to his merch. People love the colorways associated with the Hornets. I think the Panthers do a good job. And I think this one will fall right in line as well. I do want to get to one thing quickly. I was clamoring for a baseball team. Mm -hmm. I know – there was a big debate going on for the last maybe two to three years in the city as far as should Charlotte get baseball, should Charlotte get soccer. And both leagues were looking to expand. I wanted baseball just because I grew up watching baseball. Right. I grew up, you either you was, in my opinion, you were either a Braves fan or a Cubs fan. My granddad watched both. So that's what I grew up watching. Based upon the demographics of Charlotte that I grew up, which was predominantly white when I was growing up, white older men, I just thought that that was a sport that pretty much catered to them. But I actually liked it as well. I thought you would have got good participation as it pertains to uh, the crowd coming out and watching the game. April talked about how good our minor league team is doing here. I think that's a good feel going out to those games. And we could have just expanded that on a bigger level. As far as the actual soccer team, though, with me having a child – and me having kids that uh, me having I friends thought, with was kids. This, I was say, was this an announcement? With me, with me, <laughs> with me having friends with kids uh, similar ages. I think personally, one of the first sports that kids play nowadays is soccer. 
Correct. Uh, you roll them out there with a soccer ball. I think this is going to take off. I think it's going to oh, do yeah. well. Oh, yeah. I think there's going to be a large fan base, especially if young. It's so many young women that actually play soccer. Correct. I'm out in Matthews and Hill. They have a big complex out there. I think mm-hmm. it's going to do well. I think this is huge for Charlotte. I think one, and Rob, I get where you're coming from with baseball, but one thing that I think baseball and NASCAR have right now is they need to figure out how to reach out to the minorities. And I say that to be the black culture. Uh, Baseball definitely had more success in the Hispanic community. Correct, Latinx um, community. But I feel like soccer is so international that there's a better representation for minorities there. And I think that soccer is something that these kids can get behind. There's not as many worries with CTE that we see from the NFL. And soccer was the first sport to start hitting people with $200, $300 million contracts. If you want to make money, soccer is the way to go. You get to be pretty. You get the ladies. You get the money. You get the international fame, baby. You say you want them to bring in the African-American community where they here in Charlotte, where they need to call, where Mr. Tepper need to call Mr. Jordan and, and tell him to let Jordan put the Jordan brand on the jerseys and the black people going to buy them and we going to put them <laughs> soccer jerseys on to match them J's and we ain't going to know a damn thing about soccer, but we going to promote the team. Hey, I like the idea. Let's I get some Jordans. I want some jerseys right now. Charlotte <laughs> FC Jordans. Let's do it. So, so one thing I think would be important, and maybe we may have to get somebody to come up here that's a part of the actual league or the team. I think if you want to get minorities involved, just to kind of expand upon what you were saying, you got to tell us the pathway to the money. We want to know right. the pathway to the money. Well, basketball, we know I need to play in school. I need to play AAU. Depending on how this one and done one and done rule ends, I may have to play one year in college or I can go straight to the pros and get paid. I know with football, I got to go to college. I got to stay three years and I can go get right. paid. We don't fool with baseball too long, even though you can go straight from high school to the pros. There's not a lot of us that do baseball. Maybe it's because the exposure. I'm not sure. Uh, but with soccer, I have no idea Me neither. what the path to the bread is because I know I went to a, a major D1 school. We didn't even have a men's soccer team. We just had a really? women's. We just had a women's soccer team. We wow. didn't have a men's soccer I team. I didn't know they had men's soccer. Hell, I didn't see him when I was there. <laughs> Rob, sure. oh, you know, I got I'm a soccer just, team. Yeah, I'm I got pretty sure you have a soccer team. That is not true. Every every major every major D1 right. team does it, not. It depends on Title IX, how many women's right. sports you yeah, have. Right, whatever. I think y'all got a soccer team. Georgia, I apologize if we did have one when I was there. But I don't. I don't. People about to call us. I don't remember. I don't remember. I know I went to some women's soccer soccer games. Rob ain't got no soccer team in Georgia. We can look it up, right? I need look you to it look up, that up. While you do look that up, I will speak to the fact that the first things that uh, Charlotte FC has done is hire two coaches and Patrick Daca, who is the head coach of individual development for their U12 and U13 team. So soccer is very much similar to basketball where you start with AAU. The crazy thing, though, is with soccer, you can get drafted straight from those teams. So oh, wow. you got kids that are 16 years old. Uh, I don't know if y'all remember Freddie Adu. He's not the best story because things didn't work out as they should have for him because of different situations but these kids can start as early as 16 making a paycheck and then rise up through the ranks that's why some of these players are still so young but have been playing for so many years they also hire brian edwards who is the academy goalkeeper coach all of these coaches have um, a storied history so david tepper has already invested in that youth side of soccer and i think that he knows that if you want to get i mean charlotte is such a beautiful mixed diverse melting pot of people 
Um, and you can't hide that. We have a black mayor. We have a black attorney general, a black sheriff. We also have, um, you know, a, a black police chief. That is huge. The black community's voices need to be heard. And I think Tepper said, all right, we got to get them out here on these soccer fields. Plus, soccer is a, a cheaper sport to play as well. So I hope that our kids will take advantage of that and raise up through those ranks. And a lot of our youth sit back and they watch soccer during the, the, the Olympics. You know, yes. the, the, during the Olympics, everybody's rooting for the United States team to win, whether you— They're not good. But yeah, I, I mean, believe you know. that we can win. I believe that we can win. I believe that we can win. You know what I mean? But so I, I think it, it, it's growing in our community due to that fact. And um, I think, you know, a lot of our kids do want to play soccer. It's just that it's on us as parents and on us as coaches to push them toward that sport. We don't, a lot of times, we don't push our kids towards soccer because we don't know the path and how to get paid. So we be like, you ain't playing that bit, dog. You're going to get your ass out here running the track. You're going to play some baseball. You're going to catch a football right. or throw a basketball. But I think, you know, I think um, because a lot of people don't realize and because I'm in radio, Charlotte has now become the fifth 15th largest city in the United States. That's right. So that makes us, uh, um, by market size, we are now considered a large size market, which means we are eligible for a lot of stuff we wasn't eligible for um, on an, on a sports level right. before because now we have the population. Right. So now, and with us having our own mint, and you know, we're the number two banking capital in the United States, so it's a lot of money down here. Right. And I think this soccer team is going to get supported well, and I think our community is going to show up. Because, like, a lot of our kids are on YouTube, and they, hell, they tell me about something. Like, I don't know who this guy is. Right. Oh, he did. Who did this? He do that. I don't know who he is. But a lot of them watch this stuff. So, shout out to him. And I and I, I want to attend the game. And uh, David Tepper, I need one of them jerseys so I can match my Jays with it. Match the Jays, baby. Let's get so, the club. So, one of these things we do like to do on this show is fact check as well, because we don't want to put out bad information. So, I know it's April just researched this. She's going to confirm what I said was right, but I will let her talk. What? As far as, I did look it up. I did look it up. Uh, Mr. Rob is a Georgia athlete through and through. He is correct. Georgia does not have a soccer team. As the men's soccer team. Men's soccer soccer team. As the the majority of the SEC SEC schools do the Title IX restrictions. That's true. What does that mean? You have to have a certain balance Balance. between women's sports and men's sports. I got you. you. And so because of that, and it is expensive to carry teams, and we know that the SEC only cares about football. I'm just joking, but I'm not. No, that's the truth. Um, That is one of the ways that they they focus on that, so there's no men's soccer. However, the SEC does have strong women's soccer, as does the ACC. So big ups to the South for putting out the products. But yeah, Georgia said we don't need that. We like to hit. Go dogs. We like <laughs> All right, guys, we have thoroughly enjoyed this time. I'm actually going to kick it to each of my co-hosts and give them two minutes just to say their thoughts on sports to wrap it up. Um, a kick it to the black Dick Vitale. I believe hey, is what he likes to go right as. Here, man, listen, we're in a pandemic right now. We're getting sports as they come. I really don't think the NFL is going to be able to play this year. I hope they are, but I don't see how it you know with travel. They, they didn't really create a bubble, so I really think they might get one or two games in and then they're going to shut it down as we're seeing with baseball right now. However, I'm loving what basketball is doing with the bubble and I think going into 2021, we're going to uh, before the end of the year, we're going to have to have a vaccine or the world is going to go crazy. And we don't want the world to go crazy. No. And damn it, give us some sports with fans. I need to be in there because I need to go see my four football teams play this year. I need to go see Thomas Davis play for the Redskins. I need to That's go see... That's not their name. 
with that football team from Washington. <laughs> I need to go see uh, Stephon Gilmore and Cam Newton play for the Patriots. Hey. I need to go see Thomas Elroy Brady play in Tampa, and I need to go support my big homie, Brinson Buckner, back with the Arizona Cardinals. I got four teams I need to see this year. Shout out to Buck. Right? The big shout out to Buck. Well, as far as my wrap-up, I kind of want to take it back to the bubble. I want to take it back to the bubble. I'm all about the bread right now. And the NBA right now has, if I'm correct, 22 teams that's down in the bubble. Each team has 12 to 15 players. I know they expanded some rosters based upon uh, the potential for COVID to penetrate the system. I'm going to go on and say, I'm a little off on the metrics, but I'm going to say the average, the team average as far as money, and it's going to be skewed because you have some players making the max of 35 to $40 million a year. But I'm going to say the average somewhere, maybe $3 million, $4 million as far as on the team. You got a lot of millionaires down there in one space. You right. got a lot of black millionaires down there in one space. If you look, look at, at 22 teams, 12 to 15 players on the team, you got coaches that are coaching these teams that played in the league, they got bread. You got coaches that got bread. I'm not sure what it's going to be, but I'm pretty sure you got some players in these rooms talking about coming together and doing something. I would be surprised if it's not major as far as a year from now, what came out of these conversations that are happening in the bubble? You got people that are not in the bubble right now that's in the league, like Kyrie Irving, who thought that the players should defect from the NBA and start their own league. Now, you got some players in this bubble with some resources and the cachet that can make some calls and put stuff together. Now, I think Braun, Katie, Steph, Russell Wills, uh, Russell Westbrook, James Harden. The only reason I bring them up, because uh, Chris Paul, because those guys got cr- crazy contracts. Melo has made over $300 million, $200 million since he's been in the league. If them guys get together, you trying to tell me they couldn't call Hove, Oprah, Bob Johnson, and the list goes on. We're looking at start the league. Are you guys able to get up these dollars uh, for marketing, and we want to start the league? We already got stations we could put the games on. On, mm-hmm. Revolt. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just saying, it's a path there to greatness. So I'm just sitting on my hands anticipating what's going to come out of the bubble. And I'm not even talking about basketball. I'm just talking about from a business standpoint. That's dope. Hey, I love that. I love that. And the one thing I'm going to echo when I kind of go into mind, I'm, the, all three of us are talking about social justice and the black culture and how we've been held down for so long. And I feel like now is our turning point for black excellence to just show up and show out. I'm just, just talking about being at the table. I'm talking about us building the table. Okay. This is a chance where we are owners We own things. I'm not saying that being an owner is the only thing you need to do because that's not some people's ways. But we have the platform. We have the voices. We got white allies saying they've got our back. So let's make sure we take advantage of that. Moving forward, I'll probably get fired for this, but I don't even care. I'm going to go to the NCAA. I'm going to go to the SEC. I'm going to go to the ACC. Shame on you. Okay, as a conference, putting these black athletes out there when you have no solution for COVID. Uh, It has just come out in a tweet from the SEC when they sat down with the commissioner, these boys asked these guys, these men asked their commissioner, how are you going to help us if we get sick? What are you going to do for us if we contract this virus and they're bringing all these students back on campus? And they had no answers. They have no answers because their morality has been purchased. When it all comes down to it, right now this is about dollars. 
The ACC said we're going to have a 10-game schedule. SEC said we're going to have a 10-game schedule. We're only going to play schools in our conference. Nobody gives a damn. You're still all over the country bringing infected people to different areas with no plan for how you're going to keep these kids safe. And that's why I give mad credit to the Pac-12 that is players in unity said we're not playing till you give us a plan. And let me tell you what part of that plan is. The reason the NBA can go back, the reason the NFL can go back is because they are getting paid. When you treat these kids like they are a business and they're an employee of yours and therefore you don't really care about their well-being, when you pay them, then you can say, eh, that's how we felt the whole time. So if you're going to bring them back without a plan to keep them safe, these black bodies, then damn it, you need to pay them. The the time is over to capitalize off of these kids and not give anything back in return. I'm sick of it, and I'm out. There it is, me, him, and her. 704, straight like that. Catch us next time. Chill. Hey.